here we go. This is exciting. I feel like I'm on TV right now. This is your guy. We've been begging for years and years. I get excited. What are you like, I get yeah, you're excited. like a dog, sure you're like like a dog leg. taking a piss with his leg up. I have I have the point that I'm about to make. Okay. I have, it's like, I'm glad something else isn't sticking up because oh, you're excited. Wow. I think fantasy football nerds and like people obsessed with fantasy football have actually ruined fantasy football now. This is what makes football fun. Like this, these are these big moves, these big storylines. This is what we all eat up. And you're, no. gonna, you're gonna say you're sorry when you did not up text on your phone. Me. Here we go, episode 105 of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri, here with you, and this is our 2023-2024 NFL prediction show. JM, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's the best show of the year. Very excited. I mean, like, very excited. Um, Big announcement also. New pick segment for the 2023 NFL season. Yes. So what we're going to be doing is we'll have your normal podcast like we always do. And then on Saturdays, we will be releasing a, let's say, 15 to 20 10, minute. 20 minute. We'll see how it goes. Pick segment. Going over our picks for that week, and we'll do our three-star picks. You know, might add a little twist to it. We'll see what happens. Definitely going to be a punishment of some sort. The oh, loser's yeah. going to have to do something. Yeah. So he 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 thinks of the punishment the year after he loses. Of course, well, it was a test right. run right. last yeah, year. Right. Last was year was a test run. Test just eighteen weeks, just scot free, no problem. Right now, yeah. now we're ready to go. Now it counts, and he's yeah. going to get destroyed this year. Yeah, anyway, yeah, right, so right, right, right. not even worried about that right. a little bit. But we would have Merlo say if you have a gambling problem. But he is the one with the gambling wow, problem. Wow, that was aggressive. So I can't. That was aggressive. You can't really say anything. As I listen, there's college football on tonight. I don't yeah. even have money on yeah. it tonight. Yeah. Well, listen. What did I ask you to do tomorrow? I said let's let's watch college football. Yeah. Well, and we'll, bet on it. So we're gonna sit down, have a few beverages, and yeah. watch some college football. Nothing it's, wrong it's with the that. Simple pleasures. Right. Exactly. But we're not talking about college football. No, we're not. Although I could give you some picks in college football if you right. want. But <laughs> that's for another, another day. That's another day. Right now, we are going to start with our NFL prediction. So basically, what we're going to do is we're going to give you, you know, how we think each division is going to go. We'll run it off. We'll talk about the division for a little bit. If there's, you know, some differences, we'll argue about that. But otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, just running through the divisions, we'll give you seeds in the playoffs. We'll give you our oh, yeah. final four in our Super Bowl. Oh, and yeah. then, of course awards mm -hmm. awards definitely can get a little kinky you know oh, yeah. throw some things out wow. there that might not happen could mm -hmm. happen and listen by the way before we start nfl is it, there was literally they're running a commercial right yeah. that is about the script mm -hmm. the script reading yeah. the reading yeah. okay like that's how unpredictable the nfl is it almost feels fake right. so we went into these predictions trying to be different, right? Not outrageous, right. not where we can't back it up, but right. we're trying to be a little different. Right. So I'm very excited to see what we both have. And we are killing it with the Jersey game today. Yes. Just really nice. I will I will compliment your team's throwback jerseys. I love a nice Giants throwback. Well, you don't like my team's jersey. I dislike your team's right. jerseys, but they did a great but we job. Love the throwbacks with the throwbacks. Yes. The throwbacks are very nice. Like, I don't have a I, the Giants like it's got a classic look to it. The regular jerseys, it's just it's a little plain. But at the same time, I also don't like my team's jersey. I don't like the Jets. The white I like. The black I like. The green I think is gross. Yeah, I'm but not anyways. a I'm not a fan of the Jets jerseys at all. But that yeah. doesn't matter. We're not ranking jerseys yeah. here. Okay, we're ranking to start. The AFC East, JM, this is your division. This is yes, where your is. team plays. I will let you start. So when I first started making these rankings, I was like, all right, 
I'm not going to go crazy with the Jets. I'm not going to be stupidly optimistic and everything like that. But then I was going through the schedule like we did last week, and I was thinking about it, and I really think the sky is the limit for this team. I mean, anytime you pair a Hall of Fame quarterback with a top five defense, you are that's a recipe for some fantastic success. Yes. We saw what it did for Tom Brady his whole career. We saw what it did for him when he went to Tampa Bay. Granted, he had some great weapons on the offense too, not to, to knock that offense by any means, but the, that defense was great. And listen, I think when you pair a quarterback like a Matt Stafford situation, a Tom Brady situation, when you pair a guy like Aaron Rodgers with a good roster like this, the sky's the limit. So my AFC rankings, AFC East, East my AFC East rankings, New York Jets, 12-5, and five, Buffalo Bills, 12-5, and five, tiebreaker goes to the Jets, Miami Dolphins, 8-9, and nine, wow. and New England Patriots, 6-11. and 11. I'm not giving you records here. You're not giving me records. Not giving you records because okay. it's just it's way too difficult. Didn't to you do the whole schedule thing, though? Yeah, but, I mean, like, there's definitely some differences. Well, I'm not going to give records. You can give records if you want. I'm not I giving records. I think the records. people want records. I'm not giving records. Okay. But we got some major, major differences in this division. So I'll, sh- I'll read mine, and then we'll go. Okay. Okay, so coming in first place, I've got the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Coming in second place, I have your New York Jets. Coming in third, the Buffalo Bills, and finaling it out, the New England Patriots. Who, by the way, just picked up Jalen Rager. Watch out. Okay, so I know you, out. I know you can't give me records, but like, what does a first place Miami Dolphins record look like? I have them when I went through the schedule predictor. I had it about eleven and six, tied with the Jets, and a okay. tiebreaker went okay. to the, the okay. Dolphins. And so the Bills are what, like a nine-win team? You're saying? I had the Bills as a nine-win team. Wow. Okay. And Listen, we'll, we'll get to the Bills in a little bit. Right. We <laughs> talked about the Bills. We said maybe that they're going to take a little bit of a step back this year, and I guess I'm forecasting that for them. I, I'm not sure off the top of my head what their record was last year. I want to say 13-4. and four. Um, But 12-5, and five, you know, it's a one-game step back, but obviously they're not winning the division here. And I see the step back a little bit with the Bills, but Josh Allen's Josh Allen. Like, I think that – their defense will be good enough, and Josh Allen will be Josh Allen, and they'll still definitely be a playoff team. Yeah, I like the defense. Um, they've dealt with a ton of injuries, especially in the secondary, and it's not just last season. It's been the last few seasons where they've dealt with injuries in that secondary. They're going to be dealing with injuries up front on the defensive line to start. Von Miller's not going to play the first four games, right? And listen, another year older, another big injury. How is he going to come back from that? Uh, my major concern with this team, and the reason why I have them missing the playoffs, is because I believe the offensive line is very shaky. Okay. And when you have a shaky offensive line mixed with a quarterback that, frankly, was their entire team last season, like, did way too much. And, listen, Josh Allen last year got very careless with the football late in games. He had bad turnovers. And I'm not even going to put the blame on him. Like, I really believe that there was too much on his shoulders last season. Yes, you're a star quarterback. Yes, you're being paid to do that. But Josh Allen cannot have all – I mean, what is it? 82% of the yards, right, right, came from him. That cannot Mm -hmm. happen. Okay, there's no running game whatsoever. The offensive line is not improved. James Cook. Do we trust Cook? Right. I, I I am a little bit optimistic for James Cook. I think that they like him a lot. I see him as maybe a bit of more of a pass catcher. Like, they don't have that bell cow guy you give the ball, which is why I thought that you would hear their name like crazy about Jonathan Taylor. But that seems to – I mean, that whole situation now really seems like yeah. it's going down the gutter. But we know that they tried to make a move for McCaffrey last year. We've heard them in rumors about other running backs before. It doesn't seem to be happening. So, 
how's that running game going to look? Like you said, that whole 81% or whatever it is that Josh Allen accounted for the Bills' offensive yards last year, he plays a little bit of running back for them, and that's good for right now, but what is that going to mean for his career? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not loving this team. Um, you know, you talk about coaching staff. We talked about how important coaching staffs are. They lost Brian Dayball, their offensive coordinator. Josh Allen had his best seasons under Dayball, and last season with Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator, they were less yeah. efficient on offense last season. That plays a part. They fired their defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier. Now you have McDermott calling the defensive plays. McDermott's under a ton of pressure as well this right, season. Right. So I just I think there's way too many question marks. There's a lot of pressure on the team. I love the Bills. This I mean, is, they're like my second favorite team, right. but this is how I this, feel about them. But this them. is obviously like the Bills had their little phase of that up-and-coming team like we saw with the Bengals where they yeah. came out of nowhere and they had a lot of like likable guys and they played an exciting, exciting style of football and you, you kind of rooted for them. But now they're kind of like, all right, we know they're good. They've been good for a while. Now they got to go out and do something. Exactly. Go finish it. I don't even, they haven't even appeared. Correct me if I'm wrong. Have they even gone to the AFC championship yet? One time? Once. One time. They lost once to the Chiefs. Right. Um, I got to challenge you on this whole Dolphins thing. Yeah, let's go. I think Dolphins, I could see them making the playoffs. Division to me, I see some people out there picking it. I think Chris Sims and Mike Florio, who. I mean, I, I usually talk. listen to on mute, but they had the Dolphins winning the division. I, I don't, I don't see it. I get the offense. I just, I just, I don't see it. Defense is scary good. I mean, like they're it's they're not, scary. They're it's sta- not scary. I don't I, sneaky. No, good, that's what sure. I meant to say. Sorry, okay. I didn't mean scary. No, not scary. Sneaky good. Okay. And you're gonna get Ramsey back at you know towards the end of the season, right? Bradley Chubb, who was a uh, midseason pickup. I like Bradley Chubb a lot. Christian Wilkins, one of my favorite interior defensive linemen. Xavier Howard, he's there. I trust I trust this defense. I trust Vic Fangio, who is the highest paid defensive coordinator, I think, in the league right. now, to go along with, by the way, and I am guilty of this too, Mike McDaniel is a very good head coach. I, I mean, it's, like, it's sneaky. It let's, stuck up on me. Let's, I know. I think so. You go. Let's you go to Buffalo. Little, let's give it a little more. Like you go to Buffalo with a third string quarterback and almost win that game in Buffalo last year. Right. Come on. I, that that absorbs my mind. He had a very he had a very nice season. But one thing I would say is we've seen this before with these hot shot offensive minded head coaches that get off to an early start in their career and then it could kind of go down the drain. Ahem, Cliff Kingsbury. So let's just take it a little easy with the Mike. I I I respect the guy. I think he's did a phenomenal job of flipping that offense. He really got the potential out of that offense that you could have gotten last year. He took a great approach where he just said, put speed everywhere. I mean, you have Waddle and Hill on the outside. Raheem Mostert's one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. So they did a good job at that. But let's let's see what happens here. Obviously, you talk about the offense. I love McDaniel. Ramsey's Ramsey's injury, like that's – that was supposed to be their no, big, that's, it's big acquisition. It's big. And their defense was not that very good last year, and that was supposed to sure up the defense a little bit. And I think Xavier Howard's one of the more overrated corners in football. So I could see this defense being, like, the 20th best defense in the NFL, and I don't think that wins you the division, especially in this division. The offense is, obviously, we talked about that offense is scary, right? We talked about the speed on the outside. You mentioned Mostert, who if he's healthy, yeah, he's a great running back. Uh, I mean, so not great running back, great speed from the running back position. Um, they'll run the ball enough, right? I don't love the running game. I'm not obsessed with the offensive line, but – 
they'll run the ball enough because how explosive they are on the outside where they'll be able to do what they have to do there. Uh, that's how I feel about the Dolphins. I think they're a mismatch nightmare for a lot of teams. 18th ranked defense last year. Yards. Did it get better? Ramsey, it did. They're going to get better at the end of the year. We'll see. I'm I'm feeling Tua, second year in the offense. All right. Tua we'll, stays healthy. We'll I mean, come Tua, back here in four months, I guess. Tua was I'm, banged up last I'm year. The, I, I mean, I had them eight and nine, so I have them missing the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's what and, I got. And I'm sorry, like, I don't – I hate to rag on guys for injuries and predict injuries and stuff like that, but, like, Tua is a, a ticking time bomb right now. He is, but, like you said, I'm trying to, you know – almost try and predict injuries in fantasy football right now. Right. You can't predict right. injuries. Can. It's almost you can. impossible yep. to do so. Agreed. And the Patriots are the Patriots. Yeah, yeah your Jets now. Right. Let me talk about your Jets before you go. The offensive line still scares me, right? I'm not – you know, I still think they're on 11-6 and six team. I think if the offensive line was like a sure offensive line, I think they would be the easiest, in my opinion, Super Bowl team out of any – you know how we've seen like the Staffords, like you mentioned, Brady, right. Wilson going over to – good solid rosters i think they would have been the best roster overall with rogers if the offensive right. line was a little bit shored up i still think it's a really good team i still think they're very scary in the postseason and the reason is like you mentioned the defense the right. defense is just so good yep. and the offense can take you know some time to get going that defense is going to keep them in games early on in the season so for me they're an easy playoff team uh the weapons on the outside uh obviously wilson's gonna he's gonna He's already a star. He's going to turn into a superstar. Mm -hmm. As everybody predicts, Lazard comes over from Green Bay with Rodgers. We like him. I got nothing but good things to say about the Jets other than that offensive line. And, again, you know I'm not the biggest fan of the coach, so we'll see how that goes. I I don't get that at all. Not a fan of Salah. (laughs) Tony Soprano. that, That was cool. Come on. That was pretty cool. He is so that was crazy. A, that was a fantastic Hard Knocks episode. I will say, episode three disappointed me. Four was like I didn't even finished three. That's really how bored I was. Yeah, Th- three was boring. Cr- he's cringe in these in these. I don't. I hard just knocks. don't. I don't get in these why episodes. He's cringe. He's cringe. Why is his he cringe? Because motiva- he's not screaming. His motivational speaking. Right. Okay. Okay. He he. They were talking. I guess on the. I forget where they were talking. And he goes to Quinn Williams. He goes, the big guys playing. The big guys even playing next week. The big guy meaning he goes eight. Eight? He's like, yeah, eight's playing. I'm like, it's like the big guy. You're calling oh him the big guy, God. bro. First Ar- of all, Quinn Aaron Rodgers, our new quarterback, is going to play next week. Does that excite you? Is that what you is that what you want him to say instead? Eight's playing. Right. The quarterback's okay. playing. That that's what I would have liked to hear. Not um, the big guy's playing. And the way he said it, 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 I'm weirded out by him. That's all. Okay. That's we'll, all. Again, we'll, we'll see how he coaches. We'll, we'll see how he coaches. He did take the worst defense in the NFL, and they were top five last year. But I nobody lo- wants to talk about I that. Lo- for I love- Only offense. You got you to gotta just do something on the offense. Nobody cares about the defense. I love a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I love well, – how yeah, do you Ulbrich, pronounce it? Jeff Ulbrich. Yep. I love Ulbrich. Yep. Really good. So, Patriots are the Patriots. Bailey Zappi, by the way. I will give Bill Belichick credit. He waved Bailey Zappi as a show of confidence in Mac Jones. Right. What will that do for Mac Jones? I think nothing. Brought him back on the practice squad, yeah. though. Very yeah. excited for yeah. Zappi. You know, I love Probably Zappi. will still see him in a game this year. You think? I, I'd, I'd, I'd take that betting, those betting odds. Only if Jones goes down. Mm, 
I don't think so. Like me some Mac Jones. I think his performance is going to go down. But, yeah, this team, not very good. No speed on the outside. Um, yep. They'll run the ball, and they'll play some decent defense, yep. but that's about they'll, it. And they'll you, win seven games or whatever they will. You can't win in the NFL like that, and Bill's trying to go back to the future, no. uh, back in time. Excuse me. Um, time to move on to the best division in the league. Yep. Yes. I am very excited for this division right yeah, now. So am I. The AFC North, and again, I just mentioned it. Like, you could talk about the AFC East. You want to even mention the NFC East as one of the better divisions? No. Doesn't touch what the AFC North has. Jay, I'm going to start with you again. All right. Um, I'm going to give records again because I did my records, and I want to talk about I like about the records, records in this one, so I'll do it. First place, the Baltimore Ravens at 13-4. and four. Wow. I have the Cincinnati Bengals at second, also at 13-4. and four. Pittsburgh Steelers third place ten and seven, and Cleveland Browns last place eight and nine. Alrighty, I've got the Baltimore Ravens in first at twelve and five, Cincinnati Bengals in second at eleven and six, the Pittsburgh Steelers at ten and seven, at third place, and fourth place the nine and eight Cleveland Browns. Everybody with a winning record, I like it. Yeah, not a lot of differences there. Um, no. We have the same win total for the Steelers. You, I have one more win. How many wins did you give the Ravens? 12. I gave the Ravens 13. I gave two more wins for the Bengals. But we got the same order here. Yeah. And we're both picking the Ravens to win the division. I love the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, obsessed with the Ravens this year. You're going to hear this a lot when I'm talking about the good teams. Offensive line, coach, quarterback, defensive front. Do you have those qualities in your team? Because if you do... You're going to be high in the rankings right. for me. Right. Um, and should be for everybody because yep. those are very important traits to have to be a good football team. Yep. Ravens uh, check all of those boxes. They do. And I think that the sky's the limit for this offense this year. I think you're going to see a completely different offense. We've kind of been talking about that all offseason long. We talk about the Ravens. Todd Monken's coming over. Yep. And Todd Monken does not have any sort of similar philosophy to the Ravens' offense in the past couple of years. Yeah. So – we're going to see Lamar air it out. Lamar's even said he's going to air it out. Listen, that could go downhill for the Ravens. You never know. Like, how will Lamar do as completely airing it out? But we've seen this guy win an MVP before. He can make plays with his legs. We know how athletic he is. They've improved the weapons on the outside. Mark Andrews is one of the best pass-catching tight ends in the league, one of the best overall tight ends in the league, top three tight end in the league. So I think the sky's the limit for this. I think, I think this offense – I'm not going to say it has number one potential, but it has damn near close I, to I it. I think it has number one potential. And you, you mentioned Andrews, who's, you know, what, the second best tight end, maybe third, whatever yep. it is, top yep. three tight end in the league. Uh, you add Zay Flowers, who's looked fantastic in training camp so far this season. Yep. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is here. And, again, you can't sign Odell to be a one. He's not a one right. anymore. But if Odell can be that number two, three guy right. on your team – he can be he dangerous. He can be a good two and a very good three. Right, and yeah. I think if you add the tight end to the mix, he's probably the three. Yeah, I think yeah exactly. Is the and, two and, and, and Mark Andrews is like – that's what we talk about. We'll, we'll talk about that with the Giants. We'll talk about that with the Chiefs. Is It's right. like, sure, you don't have the number one receiver, but your tight end's your number one, and that's all right. I mean, the Chiefs, granted, they have Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> but they won a freaking Super Bowl without a number one. Yeah, it, they're going to be just – scary on offense and we know how good they are on defense right they're always good on defense yep. and and I, mean, I know you love Jim Harbaugh John, John Harbaugh John Harbaugh. I love you John love Harbaugh. John Harbaugh I love John Harbaugh 
Um, I don't have to explain why I love him. He's just he's a great coach. He was pissed about the commanders thing. The commanders playing like all their starters for like three oh, quarters basically. Just really? To get, I mean, it wasn't that long, but he was he was a little ticked Did off. They do that. They played yeah. him that long. Yeah, and then they played it off like they would like didn't care about the streak and everything like that. Well, maybe it's a good thing the streak ended because yeah. they haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, during the streak. Yeah. So maybe That's they'll point. they'll win a Super Bowl now during the streak. All right, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we had them not winning the division. Yep. Uh, nothing wrong with the Bengals here. I no. mean, the, the schedule's, you know, first place schedule, right? Burrow is uh, – I don't think the Bur- – like Burrow came back in practice yesterday. Yep. I don't think the injury is going to be really a concern. But I have them taking a little bit of a step back, and I don't think it's just because of them. I think it's because the Ravens, are, you know, right now and starting the season are healthy and they've improved their team. Enough. Right, right. I mean – this is us a little bit taking the sexier pick with the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, if we sit up here and tell you the Bengals are going to win the division, you know, not really. We're not going to get excited about that. You guys aren't going to get excited about that. But we're giving you our genuine feelings for how the season's going to go. And I do genuinely think that the Ravens are a slightly better, better football yeah. team than the Cincinnati Bengals. And these might be the two best teams in the AFC. Like, that Could does be. not say anything like – I have the uh, the Baltimore Ravens winning 13 games, and I have the Bengals winning 13 games. It's coming down to a tiebreaker. So we know how good Burrow is. We know how good this offense is. There was rumors over the offseason that T. Higgins was going to get moved. He's still here. I still think there's a chance that he ends up a Bengal for the majority of his career. You I don't think, think so? It's just, I don't think it's just this is his last year. He's going to walk. Sure, he's going to get offered some big money. Who knows? Franchise tag. What's going to go on with, with that? I think they but, move him. I, I, I think that him and Jamar Chase are like the perfect complement to each other, and they're the best friends for Joe Burrow. I mean, no, I, it's not that it doesn't work. I think it's it's a financial gonna, it's situation. A financial, it's a financial, course, of course. But we know how the NFL works now with restructuring, and it always seems like yeah, you get to they, find a little salary cap. So they got cheap owners. I think they do. Correct. It was the Brown family? I think. They are, yeah. they are, they're not wealthy. I mean, this is their business. Yeah. I mean, they're wealthy, but in terms of NFL owner, they're not that wealthy. One thing I do want to say about the Bengals, though, is every, I know I have them finishing in second place, but I'm going to defend them a little bit here right now. Everybody loves to talk about Joe Burrow and about Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and T. Higgins and all those guys. That defense is a tough defense. Yeah. It's an underrated defense. It doesn't have superstars everywhere like some of these other defenses that we see, like the Eagles and the Niners. It doesn't have superstars all over the place, but they got some really good ballplayers. Um, Trey Hendrickson, a guy who's been underrated basically his whole career. Yeah. Logan Wilson, good player. They've got some good players in the secondary. So I like DJ Reader, great defensive tackle. I like this Bengals defense, and – that's why I'm 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 still high on them. I got them winning 13 games. All right, let's move on to the Steelers here, who I think are a big time wild card in the entire mix in terms of the AFC. I uh, had them with 10 wins, and this is a team that sneaks into the playoffs for me. That's a uh, little preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense is absolutely loaded. I mean, T.J. Watt leading the charge there. They're a very good defense. Mike Tomlin, very good defensive coach. Uh, they drafted uh, the tackle from Tennessee, I believe, um, when they traded up with the Patriots. They're improving the um, offensive line. Is he from Tennessee, or was that uh, the guy Alabama. the Bears traded? I thought he was from Alabama. I'll look in a minute. Yeah. I don't think Bama. The guy that the Bears drafted might be from Tennessee. Either way, they drafted a tackle at 14. Um, Roderick Jones. Let's see. I really... 
obviously, you talk about the defense. I'm excited about the offensive weapons on this team, and it just seems like the Steelers are able to draft wide receivers incredibly um, well. Both of us were wrong. Georgia, by the way. Georgia, there yeah. we go. Um, they draft wide receivers very well. They do. They do. George Pickens looks like he's going to be a yep. stud. I mean, yep. I think he's their number one wide receiver. I, I was about to up. say, I do not. I think that Deontay Johnson is due for an underrated really good season really i think he might step up as a top like 15 receiver in the nfl this year well either way these are good things for the pittsburgh steelers and you mentioned deontay johnson that's two legit wide receivers they have right there pat fryer moved a right. tight end you know for a young quarterback that's a best yep. friend and a guy who's in his going into his third year in the nfl yeah. you know he could be getting better offensive line getting better kenny pickett mm -hmm. second year takes a jump yep the defense can carry you though yep. the weapons can carry you and I think that's going to be enough I, I to get them to the I think something that's just comforting about this Steelers team is anyone out there who's not a believer in Kenny Pickett, and to be honest with you, I don't even know enough about Kenny Pickett to tell you if I'm a big believer in him. Wasn't a guy who went to a big school. You know, he came into the NFL, didn't play in any big primetime games right. or anything like that. He had that nice game against the Raiders last year, that little drive around Christmas, on Christmas Eve or whatever that was. Who won me he's, some money. He's, but Kenny Pickett is not a guy that we're used to – Coming in as a first-round pick, a quarterback like a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or someone like that that we've seen a lot of exposure for. Something that's comforting, though, was what I was getting to is it's Mike Tomlin. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's in a great situation. I think that even if you're not a believer in Kenny Pickett, you're a believer in the system, you're a believer in this coaching staff, and you're a believer in this roster. And I can't see Kenny Pickett like being bad. I bad enough to like have them lose, where lose some like, games. Right. I think that... Exactly. I think that he could be a Jimmy Garoppolo for this team. 100%. But I also think that Kenny Pickett's a more talented player than Jimmy Garoppolo is. I think he's more athletic than Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think he could make some, some big-time throws. Yeah, again, you talk about just being a game manager. He can do that. Yeah. Also, I'm going through the schedule. This, and I know it's a little bit overrated to look at the schedule. Not a difficult schedule. Right. Other than playing your division, which your division teams are very tough. Right. Those are your it toughest means, games It for means the most something. Part. I mean, what did we say about the Eagles last year? Is, oh, my God, look how easy their schedule is. And they ended up winning 14 games. Yeah. Granted, the Eagles had a phenomenal roster. But that schedule definitely helped them win that many games. Yeah. So, I mean, look at it. it it's a easier ride for Kenny Pickett in the second year as well. Just And that means a lot in – the AFC in 2023. Yeah. I mean, to to, to say you have an easier schedule in the AFC, yeah. outside of playing your division, which are always your toughest games, just I feel like it's almost an advantage. Your, yep. your division's so good. You're playing your tougher games. Yep. And you're playing tough games. You know, early on in the season, it's almost like playing a playoff game. You're playing really important games yep. in November and December. And then as a team that could possibly get in as a wild card team, it makes you even yep. more dangerous. Mm -hmm. So all in on the Steelers. And finally, the Browns. You're not high on the Browns. Las Vegas loves the Browns. And I'm almost scared to have them in last place and not make the playoffs because of how much Vegas loves them. But I got the Browns at 9-8. Just way too many question marks for me. I'll just keep it short and sweet. I don't believe in the quarterback. I mean, wow. I, Deshaun Watson is a phenomenal quarterback over the course of his career. But not a lot of guys can come back from what he went through. And, I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I'm rooting for the guy. <laughs> exactly. So... I just don't see him, all right, full year, full offseason, everything like that, in the offseason program, boom, Deshaun Watson is the Deshaun Watson that we knew in Houston. And listen, he doesn't need to be Texans Deshaun Watson, but I still think that in this division, in this conference, 
he needs to play top 12 quarterback football. Yeah. And I don't know if he necessarily does that. I mean, we saw Jacoby Brissett do a great job playing basically middle-of-the-pack quarterback play last year. Maybe even less. And the Browns didn't do anything. So I don't, I just, I don't see in this division them climbing their way up. Too many question marks. Obviously, you love Miles Garrett. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. The offensive line's great. They'll run the ball. Questions with the quarterback. Again, coming back from what he did. And I got questions with the coach, too, Kevin Stefanski. Is he yeah. legit? Um, Seems like it's been going downhill from him every definitely. year. But um, just, again, in an AFC that's so difficult, it's tough for me with all these question marks to say this is going to be a playoff team. All right, let's move on here to the AFC West, which last season was projected to be, you know, could we have four playoff teams from one division? Mm -hmm. And obviously that was not the case last season. We only had two. But, JM, I think this season we're only going to have one in this division. Wow. I'll start it off here. Wow. I'll go Chiefs in first place. I had them at 13-4. and In second, I had the Denver Broncos at 9-8. and I had the Chargers in third at nine and eight, and rounding out the division, the Raiders at six and eleven. Wow! Yeah. Okay, we're gonna argue a lot. Um, <laughs> first place, I have the Kansas City Chiefs at thirteen and four. Second place, San Diego or San Diego, Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers, eleven and six. Did I say San Diego? Maybe. Maybe I say it all the time. I say it all. The time. I call the. I call. I don't call. The, I'm gonna call the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders just now. I liked the Chargers when they were in San Diego. But anyways. You don't first like place, them in LA? <laughs> Dude, their fans are like a joke. Um, first place, Kansas City Chiefs, 13-4. Second place, Los Angeles Chargers, 11-6. Wow. Third place, Denver Broncos, 7-10. Fourth place, Las Vegas Raiders, 6-11. All right, so we agree on two. Yeah. We're on two teams. Yeah. I have a – let's just get right into the Broncos. No, all right, yeah, no. Let's, we I, don't, wait, hold on. We don't have to talk about the Chiefs. Right, like they're legit. Right, the Chiefs are legit. I mean, there's a little bit of a question marks for the wide receivers, but like who can they? Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. It's, it's, they're they're going to be fine. They're going to be good. The only question mark I would have are the tackles, and the tackles will figure themselves right. out by October. And the Chris Jones. Chris Jones holdout is yeah. a big deal. Oh, yeah. They That's gotta a big figure, deal. They got to figure that if, out. If he holds out till week eight, maybe they win 11 or 12 instead of 13. As long as he's re well rested in training and gets ready, yeah. it might be yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, what are, what are we doing here? You know how much I've loved the Broncos. So much so that early on in the offseason, I was actually flirting with, you know, possibly putting in a little ticket for them to win the AFC. <laughs> Obviously, that's not happening. I don't see them winning, uh, making the playoffs. Excuse me. But listen, let's, the defense is very good, right? They, I think they have the best corner in football, Pat Sertain. Okay. Sorry to your boy. Who, uh, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. I, th I actually agree with that. I love the defense kept them in games last season when they weren't getting blown out kept them in games dealt with injuries too the offensive line last year was abysmal and they had a lot of guys get hurt they added some guys are getting garrett Bowles back yeah they get mike mcglinchy i okay. think the offensive line is going to be uh improved and they'll be able to run the ball and they have a nice little one-two punch when willie is i think javante williams is going to start the season but either way you get uh, Samaje Perrine there. I like the two-back system, especially with the running back coming off the ACL. Right, I think that's the reason why I love the Jets running game so much with Brees Hall coming off the ACL. You bring in Dalvin Cook. You have two backs there. I like the fact they have two backs there to handle the workload. Right. Uh, the receivers are a little bit of an issue. They've had Judy go down. They had um, 
Hamler go down. No. Patrick went down yep. again. Yep. And there's not much They're depth really thin. There. They're looking for wide receivers yeah. right now. They're kind of scrambling around looking for wide receivers. But I, I like the traits there. I, and I know you're, you're going to talk about Russ. I trust Sean that's Payton. That's my problem. I trust Sean is, Payton here. I just I don't. I, th- I just don't think Russ is the Russ that we know anymore. Like, I think last year, when you look at the tape, and listen, there were a lot of different things going on, but he was just missing guys. And I, I just I don't see Russell Wilson returning to Russ' form. And this offense really get. I still think the offense sucks. I don't think the offensive line is good still. And these weapons I, are kind of just bleh to me. Jerry Judy's a guy who has never really lived up to the hype. He's already dealing with some injury problems. Cortland Sutton's a guy who's had a pretty good career. He's had some injury history. We talked about Tim Patrick went down. Javante Williams coming off the, the ACL. And the, he basically blew up every CL in his knee, a yeah. really nasty injury. And Samaj Piran is, okay, yeah, a good third down back. But I think this offense just doesn't get done. And I think a major thing that nobody wants to talk about with this whole Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett saga is – Sean Payton quite literally hedged his job with the Denver Broncos by saying, by the way, this is basically what he said, just in case we suck, just know that the last coach was so bad I couldn't clean it all up in 2023. But I think that's what Sean Payton did. Listen, I don't think that's a good thing to go out and say to the media Right, because I think it can almost be implied, and like if you're telling that to your bosses, like, and if they realize how bad it was, the owners realize how bad it was, then you know you don't have to say that to the media. I think your bosses will understand that, especially if you're telling them that too. I don't think going to the media was the best thing, but it's true. I mean, it is true. Like you had one of the worst performances of all time from a head coach, and you have to clean this mess up. You have a quarterback who's making a ton of money on your roster. Uh, I listen. I don't mind what personally I don't mind what Peyton said it makes for a very interesting week five game in Denver oh yeah but I don't I, I really, it's not it's not, not even not wrong. it's not what that's not my point is I'm not saying he was right or wrong to say it I'm saying he said it and why do I think he said it is because I like I said I think he's hedging his bet well you also have to remember this is a very difficult AFC yes you play which in is a why division, I think they're gonna win seven games you play in a division with the Super, the reigning Super Bowl champions, the best quarterback in the league. Yep. Also, I just want to say this about Russ. And sure, you know, the tape might show that he was missing guys. Guys were open. I. It looked like Russ last season almost was like trying to win from the pocket and not use his legs as much, which is so stupid because he, what made him so great Agreed. was him getting out of the pocket Agreed. using his feet and extending plays yep. if he's able to do that this season which Sean Payton has emphasized he's lost weight added muscle he looks like he's in the best shape of his career if he's just better a little better than what he was mixed with a really good defense I don't think it's crazy to say they're going to win nine games eight games nine games I have him at nine I don't think it's a crazy thing to say. Do you have them as a playoff team? I do not have them as a playoff okay. team. They just missed. Okay. And again, I would have liked to put them there. But oh, you said one, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Chargers. Yeah. I'm very high on the Chargers. I actually had them winning this division at one point, and then I said, all right, I'm kind of going nuts here. But I think that Justin Herbert, first of all, I think he's going to have a monster season. I think this is going to be his the best year of his career. I think he's going to be a very strong MVP candidate. And – I really like this offense. Like, I love the weapons, too. I seemingly pick the Chargers every single year to, like, go far in the playoffs last year. They were my Super Bowl pick. 
the weapons just can't trust them. Can't trust Keenan Allen or Mike Williams to stay healthy. Uh, from year to year, they're always uh, nicked up. I like Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver from TCU. I like that addition for them. The weapons are legit, like you mentioned. The offensive line should be better uh, as well. I love the Kellen Moore addition mm-hmm. to be the OC. We've talked about that at length yep. on this podcast. Uh, the defense is not that great. No. Not feeling no, the defense. It's not. No, Th- it's and that's a little bit of a concern. I agree, but I think it'll be good enough where they could skate by with this offense. Like, I don't think it's going to be bottom half. I, I think it'll be a better defense than the Dolphins. That, that'll, that'll be what my point is when I'm, we were talking about the Dolphins before. We talked guessing- similar teams, high-powered offenses. I think that this offense will be a little better than the Dolphins, and I think that the defense will be a little better, better than the Dolphins. I'm guessing you got, um, you got Herbert to be your MVP. Um, I'm not telling you that until we do our award predictions. Okay. That's my guess. That's my guess. Maybe I saw your computer before, but that's my guess. No, I didn't. I really didn't. Okay, the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, I see a little upside with this team to maybe get eight wins or something like that. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I also see this team as low as five wins. I, I, I just, I don't. Me and you have talked so many times. I, we hate the coach. I mean, I, coach. I, I don't like the coach at all. Um. I think Garoppolo is going to really struggle in this system. I think that's a guy who needs a good system around him. We've never really seen him outside of a Bill Belichick or Kyle Shanahan system before. So I think that that's going to be a big deal for him. And the only thing that's really keeping this team alive is they got some really good star power. I mean, Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, those are three really, really good football players. Good left tackle. But what are you talking about the left tackle? Good left tackle. Yeah. You know how I like my left tackles, like we mentioned last week, yeah. especially when we were talking about them. Yeah, listen, I yeah, you mentioned it. I'm not I don't even I don't think we need to explain. It's, I agree with you. Like I could see like at their best they're like eight, right. maybe nine wins, but nah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. The coach cannot bring them that far and therefore I thought they should have drafted a quarterback this season. That's all I'm saying. Really? Yeah. I th- I actually think in my mock I had the picking Anthony Richardson. Wow. Interesting. All right, let's move on to the AFC South. Uh, pretty boring division here, JM. Why don't you start us off? Yeah, so first place, Jacksonville Jaguars, 11-6. Second place, Tennessee Titans, 7-10. and 10. Third place, Houston Texans, 5-12. and 12. And fourth place, competing for the number one pick, the Indianapolis Colts at 3-14. and 14. That'll be interesting if the Colts um, are considering a quarterback there. Well, we could discuss in a minute. If Anthony Richardson has an awful rookie season, then yeah. All Which, right. by the way, I mean, I don't see Anthony Richardson really succeeding this year. I don't think he's in any position to succeed, really, with how bad this team is. They're yeah. not setting the guy up for success. No, they're definitely not. Uh, okay, let's go. Uh, I've got the Jaguars at 10-7. and seven. I've got the Tennessee Titans at 8-9. and nine. I've got the Houston Texans 6-11. and 11. And the Indianapolis Colts 5-12. and 12. Okay. Thing with um, the Colts, I really like Shane Steichen. I really like the head yeah, coach. Yeah. I think he can make Richardson, you know, into a really good player, like you mentioned. I mean, we'll, we'll get them out of the way. They, the situation's not great. There's a lot of – That's the thing. You don't I, – I, I always hate rookie quarterbacks in stinky organizations. And, and that's what the Colts are right now. right away. They're, everybody's starting. The Texans are starting. Uh, Stroud – Young mistake. is starting for the Panthers. Mistake. See, no. I don't Young's think... not a mistake. 
Richardson, I think, is the biggest mistake. Richardson's a huge mistake. Yep. That cannot happen, and it's going to happen. And I think keep an eye on the Jordan Love situation because if Jordan Love comes out here and starts lighting up the league and turns out to be a really good quarterback, how do we? How many times do we have to look at this and be like, all right, listen, we're an NFL team. We're going to draft a, team in the fir- uh, play- a quarterback in the first round, but we're going to take the Packers approach and not start this guy right away. Let him sit on the bench. Now, granted, not every quarterback gets the opportunity to sit behind a Hall of Fame quarterback for three years, right. but some of these guys just shouldn't be starters right away. Yeah, it's definitely in this situation. We saw it with the Jets and Zach Wilson. Yep. You know, there might have been other factors, but Wilson just being thrown into a fire in a not-so-great yep. situation nope. definitely hurt his development. Nope. So, 100%, I agree. I think the Texans is a different situation. I do think the Texans have something around them. I don't think they're the worst. I really don't think they're going to be that bad. I think that I could see them winning possibly like right. seven, even maybe eight games possibly the Texans. Again, like the head coach. I like D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And they, you know, they've signed some guys to that offensive great line. Yes. I'm not sold on C.J. Stroud, but when you get a – quarterback in the top three and will anderson that's a pretty damn good draft so i'm not i don't hate the texans here no. i really don't i think in a couple of years i think no. they're going to be competing in like two years I, yeah seriously competing I, in no, two I years can see that. i don't maybe one maybe if i would have said the, one year it'd be a hot take but the titans if you just gave me a blank piece of paper and wrote 53 names down of the titans roster how many are you getting? I would really say like five wins, maybe four. But we know this team's identity. We know how good of a coach Mike Vrabel is where he, like we said the last time, he has that Mike Tomlin effect where he kind of just keeps your head above water and you're always competing. When I go to, you know, for an NFL Sunday, right, and I go, I'm like, all right, who am I going to gamble on this weekend? Who am I betting against? If there's ever a game that I like the opposing team with the Titans, I actually tend to stay away from that. Right. Because that's how good of a coach Mike yeah, Vrabel is. Yeah, he keeps is. them in games. He really does. I so mean, they have the best – they have the worst, excuse me, offensive line worst in offensive the line league. Of football. It's awful. And yet I probably have to win seven or eight games. And Derrick Henry will still somehow run for like 1,300 yards, which is insane. They, At least that if he plays al- 18 games. They're always prepared. They're always ready to go. I really like the coach. That's why I'm giving them a little bit of respect. Yep. I think seven, eight wins with that roster, I think that's yep. respect. And we've seen Mike Tomlin do it before. We saw him go 12-5 and five and get the number one seed in the AFC with a depleted roster. Mm-hmm. That roster still had some good talent on it, and Ryan Tannehill was playing at a level that he's not playing at anymore in that year. But uh, I, I, I can't. This is like, like you said, it's like a respect pick, giving them seven wins for me. All uh, right, the first place team, the Jaguars. Um, I was a little higher on them a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of pulled back. The defense is not very good. No. I mean, it's really not a good defense, and I'm not obsessed with this offensive line. Obviously, I love the coach. I love the quarterback. I think Lawrence has a chance to win MVP this season. That's how big of numbers I think he's going to put up. But I don't love this offensive line. I don't know how much. I mean, I think they'll run the ball enough just because I think the weapons on the outside are that dangerous right. where you'll just respect that. But they could be so much more dangerous if the defense was a little bit better, and it's not. Agreed, and I think that's why. I think if the defense was great, I think that this is a 13-win it's team. Because season. Trevor Lawrence, is t- he took a huge leap in his second year. He basically had two different seasons in his second year as well. I mean, the second half of the year, he was an MVP candidate. And by the way, we can argue that last season was actually his rookie right. season with how bad Urban Meyer I also, was. I also don't think people realize 
how good Calvin Ridley is. Like a healthy Calvin Ridley is a top seven receiver in the end. Like he is disgusting at football. You're going to find out how much I like Calvin he is, Ridley. Um, oh, whoa. Yeah. Anyway, Whoa. I like ETN too. I really like Travis ETN I, a lot. I know you you're not fantasy. So yeah, this is like my ETN. big fantasy take this year. Is I think ETN's the biggest bust in fantasy. But we talk about committees. I really like the two running backs there with Bigsby and ETN. I think that's a nice complement to each other. I think Bigsby's going to have a big role in this offense. All right, let's move it along to the NFC East, which is another tough division, right? Um, you got the NFC champs in there. You've got a Dallas Cowboy team ready to go. The Giants just made the playoffs. And, you know, what people, I think, believe is a sexy pick in the Commanders. I'll go first here. I've got the Cowboys at 13-4 and four and the one seed. I've got the Eagles at 10-7. and 6, ten and 10-7. Excuse me, 10 and 7. And I've got the New York Giants at 8-9 and nine, and the Commanders at 6-11. and 11. First of all, I would like to give, if everybody watching this or listening could give Michael a nice round of applause because it takes balls to give your own team a losing record. And the Giants are no team that are the Giants of, you know, 2020 where they're just going to suck. Like, the Giants made the playoffs last year. So that that's that's pretty – that takes guts. Applause to you. Um, I'll read off mine. First place, Eagles, 12-5. Second place, Dallas Cowboys, 11-6. Third place Giants eight and nine. Fourth place Commanders seven and ten. You know, with the Giants thing, I'm getting a lot of hate from friends and other Giant fans. Right. They'll call you spineless. And, right. You know, oh, you're a fake fan. Right. I'm trying to be objective as possible. And when I went through, you know, the predictions for the last couple of weeks, my Giants are a playoff team. Giants are a playoff team. I kept telling myself that. And when I really went through everything and looked at it, I'm like, the Giants are not a playoff team. Yeah. And when you look at you know, just the history of the way the NFL goes, right? There's always teams that made the playoffs the season before that don't make it the season after. There's always right. a lot of turnover. I think it's six teams, at least four and up to six right. on average. Was it like 62% make the playoffs the next season? Something like that. Right. So a lot of teams that don't – listen, the Giants can be 8-9 and nine this year and have a better team than they were last year. I totally e agree. That's easily. a great point. That's a great point. Very easily. And by the way, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think the quarterback's going to take another step forward. I think the defensive line is going to be very good. Yeah. You're going to play a tough schedule, a tough division. Yep. I agree. The problem is, Jim, I don't see them beating the Cowboys or the Eagles at least once. So if they do that, right. that could flip it. And like, okay, maybe they win nine, ten games. Yeah. But if they – I don't see them beating those one of those teams once. Right. And I think that they have a lot of games out there where this – like you said, they're not – did they come in last place the year before? The year before last, 2021, were they a last place team? Yeah. So they had the last place schedule last year, and now they don't. You know, it's a third place schedule. Third place, it's not yeah. that it's getting much harder, but they're playing the AFC East. Tough. Yeah. And I went through their schedule, and that's how I got 8-9, and, and I agree. I mean, there's just – I don't see them beating teams like you're talking about, like the Cowboys or the Eagles, beating those teams more than once each at the most. And I don't even see them – I see them going basically 1-3 against the Eagles and the Cowboys I got them on 4. So – like you said about them where this might be a better team than last year's team, I think that this could be a good – if you're a Giants fan at the end of the year, if they're 8-9, and nine, but it's like a good 8-9. and nine. Like you saw some steps from the quarterback got a little better. You know, he became more of a passer this mm -hmm. year. And 
Darren Waller had a nice year. Or Thibodeau it got 10 sacks. You know, just you saw nice steps into the future. The record doesn't matter. Like, you could still be heading into the 2024 season and be saying, we can make some big splashes in the offseason and be a big-time contender next What do we think the Giants were going to be last season? Five, six, seven yep. wins? They yep. make the playoffs, right? Yep. It was a surprising season. They are still building this roster. This is only the second year of Dayball and Chain, and they're doing a fantastic yep. job, and the future is so bright for this team, especially if the quarterback's able to take the next steps, which I believe he's going to do. Right. Future's bright for this team. Eight and nine and not making the playoffs is this not team, the end of the world. If they just scream like mid to me everywhere, that's why I have him with a mid record. They just The offense, I think, is going to be middle of the pack. The defense is going to be middle of the pack. I, it's... It's an eight-win football team, the for, eight or nine wins. For me, it's not that. It's the depth. They have no depth. That is they, have an, true. they have an injury anywhere. They're going to be in really – and obviously you're going to have injuries. They're going to be in terrible shape. Yeah. That's why I don't have the Giants making the playoffs. Quickly, Cowboys. Love the Cowboys this year. Yeah, yeah. This, like, this is the Cowboys season. I think they have a top-five defense this year. They're going to get so much pressure on the quarterback. Parsons is – Defensive player of the year. He's that good. <laughs> right. Offensive line, going to get Tyron Smith back. Tyler Smith, second year. Going to have a top five offensive yeah. line. The coach is a question for me. Right. But I trust this team enough. You know, one thing I want to talk about the Cowboys is this whole Trey Lance situation because, you know, it happened, I think, the day after we recorded last week. Yeah. Um, let's stop making a big deal out of, out of this, I think. I think it's, you know, for – People to say, oh, it's a it's an insurance option for Dak and everything like that. First of all, even if it is an insurance option for Dak, like good for them. Like you never know what's going to happen. You can never have too much depth at any position, and it's a nice fresh start for the kid. It's it's a low risk, high reward kind of thing when it comes to Trey Lance. So, uh, you know, I think it's in their plans for Dak Prescott to be this team's franchise quarterback, and I think Dak's going to have a really nice year. Ideally, Prescott's not used at all. I mean, excuse me, Lance, Lance is not, is not used, used at all. And at by all. the way, if Dak Prescott goes down. Cooper Rush is going in the game. Hundred percent. Trey Lance guy. is not coming into the game. Of course not. It's this Cooper is a, Rush. This is a reset. Just you just reset him back to factory settings. Trey Lance, erase your memory of everything in San Francisco. We're molding you into the quarterback we want you to be. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia. Uh, we're talking about talk about Dallas more in a little bit. Uh, Philadelphia, I think, pulls back a lot. You know, first of all, I think you know the. Um, you definitely you fade the team, the runner-up in the Super Bowl. That's a thing. You fade that team. I'm doing that. But there's many reasons why I think Philadelphia is taking a step back. Number one, uh, losing Steichen and Gannon. Not necessarily Gannon, but Steichen, really, the offensive yep. coordinator. You know, we saw Sirianni in the first year. And sure, the team wasn't as talented as they were. But Nick Sirianni in his first year, you know, was not the greatest coach. They got right. to the playoffs, but they weren't as efficient offensively. The, the offensive line was still great that season. Hurts right. obviously took a next step in 2022, but still, I don't know how efficient they're going to be with uh, Sirianni and a new OC. Yep. Um, the schedule's obviously tougher, right? And one thing, we're talking about injury, we're talking about luck. Insane injury luck last season. Yeah, I mean, that crazy. is true. That is true. They did have I, very good injury I luck. I don't know if that's going to happen the again. third best, most like healthiest team in the league or something like that. Um, I have them winning the division. I have them at 12-5. and five. It actually stacked up that they're the number one seed in the NFC for me just by record. That's the best record in the NFC I'm giving out. Um, but I see them taking a little bit of a step back just in terms of they're not going to start the season 10-0 and or whatever they did last year. But this roster, now listen, they lost a couple of pieces. You know, they lost Jason Hargrave. They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They lost some guys. They, like, patched it right back up, it seems like. I mean, the draft for them. Yeah. 
phenomenal draft. Defensive side of the ball got got stronger, it basically seems like. And I'm a massive believer in Jalen Hurts. I've said it time and time again. I think that the guy is just different. I think he is a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. I think he is going to be a Philadelphia legend when it's all said and done. And I, I really, really like the guy. And I see this team repeating like 90% of their success this year. Yeah, you know, what's funny is Hurts was Hurts had such big leads last season where and the I shouldn't say hurts the team had such big leads last season late in games like they just went in a pilot yeah, mode right yep. they just went like just easy it was almost That's like Alabama like, football games yeah. where they just up by fifty it's it was like, crazy and hurts was an MVP candidate and then you looked at his numbers passing wise and you're like these aren't like crazy passing numbers but you're like oh I realized he's playing three quarters basically every yeah. other play That's not gonna happen this year game. That they are no, not gonna no, be they're blowing not. They're teams not. out like that. And I wanna see what it looks like. The Eagles playing late in game, tough games, multiple weeks in a row. Yep. They're gonna go through a stretch in that schedule or it is brutal. Yep. It's gonna be a complete one eighty from what we saw from Philadelphia last year in terms of the um toughness of these games. We'll see what happens. Can they answer the bell? The defensive yep. line and offensive line, I think will. They'll make the playoffs, but they pull back. Yep. Uh commies very quickly. Um Ron Rivera has been through, I think, the most ever like yeah. with a head coach. Yeah. Owner change, terrible owner, right. um, name change. He battled cancer and beat cancer. Right. Quarterback carousel. Right. The guy's been through the ringer. Yeah. It's done after. He's fired after this year. Really? I mean, they're they're going to let him go. You have a new owner. He's going to want to bring in his own guy. I think it's done after this year. I think the only way he keeps his job is if they miraculously make the playoffs, and I just don't see that happening. Right. Um, I... They've been hyping up Sam Howell. Ron Rivera has been hyping up Sam Howell, and I could see him having a nice season. You know, maybe throwing together a 20-touchdown season or something like that. And maybe this offense having a little bit of an identity where Eric Bieniemy came in, and I think Eric Bieniemy obviously, he's got a, na- a name to make for himself. He's had a lot of head coaching rumors over the years, and nobody ever seemed to come close to hiring the guy. And he went to Washington to prove something, to say, listen, I don't need Patrick Mahomes. I don't need Travis Kelsey. I don't need Andy Reid. I don't need Tyree Kill, all these guys that I've had in my tenure at Kansas City. I can make a name for myself. So they're going to be aggressive. They're going to play an aggressive style of offense. That could go very good or very bad. Um, I just Seven wins for me, weak NFC, good defense, Good weapons on the offensive side. The roster is pretty good. The not roster, a bad roster. It's not. It's really not that bad for a team projected for a last place finish. So <laughs> listen, if he's able to do this with Sam Howell, hand him the keys to the city, yeah, dude. Exactly. I mean, come on. Exactly. You can. So, make, you can end up making him the, the next head coach of of the commies if yeah. you want. All right, time for the NFC North, which is a very. I think it's going to be especially at the top, one of the more competitive divisions in the NFC. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I would go as far to say as the winner of this division can win the Super Bowl but JM we'll start with you I think we're gonna have the same champion here uh what do we got first place Detroit Lions 10 and 7 what yes Detroit Lions 10 and 7 I went through the schedule and I was like all right yeah 10 and 7 wow Lions 10 and 7 Packers wait Second place, ten and seven. Okay. Vikings third, seven and ten, and Bears fourth, five and twelve. All right, we are basically the same. I've got the 
Sorry, no, we're not. I have a different champion. I have the Packers at 9-8. and eight. I have the Lions at 9-8 as well. That'll get them in the playoffs. Uh, the Vikings at 7-10. and 10, And like you mentioned, the Chicago Bears, 5-12. and 12. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to pick the Packers, like, gambling-wise, as a so division pick. I, the, the odds are great. I have them winning 10 games. And, you know, this is... Obviously, if teams are the same record, then one game could go a different way and they win the division. I'm not even going to go into detail of why I think the Lions are going to win. or I think these teams are very similar to each other in terms of overall talent. Now, they have two different identities. The Lions, they're going to struggle on defense still. Yep. They didn't patch up the defense the way they should have. It could be slightly improved, but... They're going to need to score a lot of points to win football games. And I think that they will. I mean, I've talked a lot about how I love Jared Goff. I think that he's a guy who he is what he is. Like, he's a good pocket passer. He's got a nice arm. You put him in a good system. He could have a good year. He's very good at playing in a dome. He plays in a dome. He's got a lot of dome games this year. Like, he plays in a lot of domes this year, which is really good for Jared Goff. And it's really good for offenses in general. So... Jameer Gibbs was one of my favorite picks of the draft. I think he's going to be massive for this team. I see this team as a 10-win team, and they're going to get killed by Kansas City, by the way. They're going to, they're no, going to they're get, they're, no, they're not. Oh, no, they're going to get, they're going to get killed. That's a three, four-point win for Kansas City. They're, they're going to get killed. That's a, that's a they're cover going to lose. They're the going to lose. Final score is going to be 34-23. to 23. Final score is like 27-23. Okay. Anyways. Um, that that might be a two star pick, by the way. Two, two wow. uh, one star pick. I, I like the Lions week one. I'll, I'll research it a little more and come back to you in a week. Yeah, um, literally. So yeah, I mean, you have them nine and eight, so we're pretty similar on them. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned it to me early on, like, oh, you love the darling, the sexy pick, and they kind of become that darling, sexy pick to win the division, and that doesn't necessarily happen all the time. They're very public. Uh, team here to win the division. I'm going to fade that. So I'm going to take the Packers. I'm going I'm to take the better coach, the better defense. Uh, the offensive lines are very similar. Both really good offensive lines, but just really t- taking the better coach and defense. Um, with the Packers here, and you'll definitely get into that with a little bit more. Off, again, offensive line's good. They're going to run the ball. Two uh, good running backs and Aaron Jones great out of the backfield catching the football. It's going to come down to Jordan Love. Now, we talked about Jordan Love last week. I think he plays the second easiest schedule uh, ranked by PFF for a quarterback, um, which is very good for him. And I think he'll be in a position to succeed. Uh, I don't think he's going to, you know, go crazy here. But, again, I think it'll be good enough in a, you know, week NFC, you know, a pretty nice schedule. I think they'll be able to get nine wins and win this division. Yeah, I think that the Packers are going to have a nice season. I think the defense is going to be good. And I don't think that Jordan Love needs to do a lot. Not at all. He could have have the same – I'm not going to say this yet. He could have a slightly worse season than Aaron Rodgers did last year, but I think that this team is going to be better all around him. I think that the – the coaching staff is good. I think I trust the flair as an offensive mind. I think that, like you said, they're going to be able to run the ball a lot. And listen, the one thing, which is maybe why I'm a little hesitant to pick them as a division winner, the inexperience. I mean, everybody's inexperienced on this offense, basically. Yeah. Every single weapon, every single skill position player on this offense is inexperienced besides the running backs. But you have an experienced head coach. You have a good offensive line. They're in a good position to succeed. If there was ever going to be, you know, young guys to like or take that next step or like 
just become become what they are in the league. It's right. going to be in this sort of scenario. And again, you mentioned you know concerns. I think not a concern at all. The opposite of a concern. Their defense was kind of dealt with injuries last year, a little right. unlucky last year. The defense year. is definitely improving. That's not going to be the case this year. They're going to be a lot better. And yep. I'm, I'm betting on that defense. I I'm digging that defense. So I got both of them making the playoffs. So I got I. two two teams coming out of the playoffs. Uh, coming. Going into the playoffs, yeah, coming out of this division. As do I. Two teams from the north uh, making the playoffs. The Vikings, listen, man, that defense is going to be thirty second uh, in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, Brian Flores is not going to be enough to uh, save that defense. No, not at offense. All. I love Jordan Addison. Almost picked him to win offensive rookie of the year. That's how much I like him. Uh, right next to Justin Jefferson, obviously Jefferson, the best receiver in football last season, um, going into the season, the best receiver as well. They're going to do a lot of good things. The old line's good. Cousins is good. They will score points. They will be in shootouts, and they're going to lose a couple of those because of how bad that defense is. Oh, yeah, 100%. We know that the Vikings are going to come back down to earth this year. Yeah. We were waiting for it to happen last year. Their luck just kept on going. It didn't yep. seem to run out. It's running out this year. That whole one score game record is not going to happen again and on top of that the team is not as good as it was last year so seven win team for me Kirk's last year in Minnesota he's gone wow. after this year they move on from the quarterback position and Rebuild. I mean it just makes sense Rebuild. it yeah and, and it makes sense to move on from Kirk I like the point. coach I really do and it's funny that we don't mention like oh you know we mentioned the Giants like oh Dable would keep him in games you know Dable's such a great coach but O'Connell won 12 games last year yeah. and was really good with that offense, and yet we don't give him like the same benefit yep. of the doubt. It's really funny, but I think he's a good coach, and I think he should, he'll should. he be there in the long run. And Anytime you're able to keep your team in a 33 nothing game and they come back and win. You're a pretty good coach. I, you're a pretty good coach, yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's have some fun with this one very quickly. The Bears, 5-12. and 12. Uh, We are just resident Bears haters. You know, we love hating uh, So Bears. I've actually came around a little bit on fields just because I think that he's got a better situation around him this year, and I think that he'll be slightly improved, and he's just so athletic on the ground, but I still am not a big believer in the guy as a passer. Who's the run, Who's going to be that running back this year? It should be Khalil Herbert, but oh. they got a couple. They got Roshan Johnson and Dante Foreman. They got a couple guys. Not there. in love with that backfield, obviously, with his ground game. You know, it's not yeah. like that important, but still, the offensive line's still a little shaky. You know, they spent a ton of money at the linebacker position, which if you ask GMs yeah, nowadays, you, like, if you're going to not spend at one position, it's going to be the linebacker yeah. position. They've spent a ton of money there, yep. and they traded Roquan, Roquan Smith away. Yep. It just The way they've been doing things. And the defense is just overall was just bad yeah, last year, very bad. The way, they're, the way they're doing things, I don't agree with. I'm not a fan of this team, this organization. Matt Eberflus seems like a great guy. Great defensive coordinator. Don't know how much I love him as a head coach. What a time to be an offense in the NFC North last year. You had the 32nd, 31st, and 29th ranked defenses. Wow. I mean, that is historic, I feel like. Um, But, yeah. I mean. Lions were 32nd. Lions were 32nd and Minnesota was 31st. They just got to improve a little bit, man. Exactly. Exactly. They were the 20th ranked defense. Yep. You're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think they will. But to me, the Bears, like, I, I don't I don't see their roster being able to take a leap and be that, you know, 9-8 and eight team with a – They're not the worst of first a team breakout this year. Court. No, they're not. Not even close. They'll be worse again. 
Okay, the NFC South, we're going to have a little disagreement here. I'll start. I've got the New Orleans Saints at 10-7. and 7. Sorry, 9-8, 9-8. The Falcons at 8-9. The Panthers at 7-10. And, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 6-11. All right, I have the Falcons at 10 and 7, the Saints at 9 and 8, the Panthers at 6 and 11 and the Buccaneers at 4 and 13. Wow, no love for Baker no there. No love for Baker. All right, so we obviously disagree at the top. Um, I'm just going to say this, okay? First, this isn't like gambling wise, but you know, I'm going to put some money. We're both going to put some money on some division winners, okay? Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about football intelligently and tell you, you know what, Desmond Ritter is a guy that we should trust to win you a division. No matter how bad the division is, Desmond Ritter is not going to lead a team to a division title. Okay? Wrong. Let's take Wrong. let's take the better defense, the more experienced quarterback. Honestly, better weapons overall in the New Orleans Saints. And I don't love the Saints. I dislike the head coach. I think they've been overrated for years. They were unlucky last year. The defense will be a little healthier. They're a more veteran team. Take this team. I feel like it's a slam dunk, easy pick. Let's go New Orleans Saints. So, you're wrong. Desmond the, Ritter Desmond Ritter is going to lead a he's team not, he's, to a division he's title. Not. And I'll tell you why he's going to do it. Because he doesn't have to because like i said about jordan love even more with this team you are looking at a rushing attack that is going to be tennessee titans-esque with Bijan robinson with arthur smith as the co- as the the head coach who was by the way the offensive coordinator for all those great derrick henry seasons and they are going to be a team that runs it down the down your throat they're going to be a team that runs some play action and they're going to be a good defense and i'll tell you what we talked about the vikings with the one score games and how crazy that was the Atlanta Falcons were not on the good side of luck in one-score games last year. Five and eight. If that flips to a seven and six from last year, that's a ten-win team, nine-win team. And I think games that, they won last year. I think I think they were a seven-win team, I believe. And I think that that's what gets gets it done. I'm, I I can't believe in Desmond Ritter. Like I, I just I can't, and I understand the guy's got they're weapons gonna, though. No, that's he, all I'll say. He's got Drake London and you know a good Pitts running game. And Bijan I again, mean, can I see it from Pitts? You know, can I can I see the production? Listen, like we don't can talk about the potential. His rookie year, we saw the production. He just didn't get in the end zone. That was the problem. I don't. I can't trust this team. I cannot trust this team. Offensive line's great. I'm not going to deny. They're going to run the but ball. Like, they're okay. going to run the crap Mike, out of the okay. ball. This is the problem I have, though. What is to trust with the Saints, though? Like, this is not the Saints that we, we knew from the no. Drew Brees years. Like, it's a different head coach. You're Mr. Sean Payton. It's not Sean Payton anymore. I don't like the coach. It's a new, it's a new quarterback, Derek Carr, who has never really been a super successful quarterback in his career. He's had some nice years. He's won maybe a playoff That's game. That's all he needs but, to do. What is to like, oh, I really – the the defense for the Saints, sure. But a lot of question marks on the offense. You know I love Alave, big Alave I'm a huge Chris Alave fan. Outside of Alave, Kamara, huge question mark, legal problems, age, injury. Michael Thomas, gigantic question mark on Michael Thomas in terms of injury and age. I'm a huge Michael Thomas fan. He's not even that old. He's just injured and runs slants all day. Listen, Alave is – a 
star wide receiver. I think he can take. I, listen, we talked about Garrett Wilson taking those next steps to becoming, you know, a superstar wide receiver. I think Alave has potential to do the same. Yeah, and I'm not, agreed. It, and listen, I you know I don't, I don't love Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. I think it's enough. I think the defense is enough mixed with you know the offense just being average. I think can win them this division. Right. Uh, the rest of the division, I wanted to pick the Panthers very badly, but I just I can't trust this offensive line with a rookie quarterback. The offensive line yeah. looks terrible. I really cooled off on them. They were like my like sneaky division He's, pick about a month ago, too. and then I was like, uh, yeah, pump the brakes on that. Yeah, your offensive line's pretty terrible. Yeah. Like some defensive pieces, though. J.C. Horn's a nice player. Brian Burns, uh, defensive end, very good player mm-hmm. as well. I like some of their pieces on defense. I, I like, you know, a couple of weapons on offense. I'm like the biggest DJ Chark fan on planet Earth. Yeah, DJ Chark actually is pretty good. He's I pretty think good he, he's pretty underrated. And Jonathan Mingo, I think, is going to have a nice season. Mole Miss. Yes. Adam Thielen is. Adam Thielen. Like, he's. This is where his career is going to die. He's like, like a. Sec- he's like, he'll be like a nice security, like exactly. 700 yard guy yeah. for the rookie. Yeah, they're with, with, set with 65 catches. Yeah. yeah. That'll be Adam. <laughs> but, um. And then Tampa Bay. Yeah. I know we're not talking about, like, fantasy football here, but I actually think they're being a little overlooked in fantasy football because I think that this is going to be an offense that, like, kind of... They just are going to let Baker sling it a little bit. I think, I think they're think. overlooked, period. I, th- I think that they're... I have them as a 4-13 and 13 team, so I don't think that they're going to be good. But I don't think this is just going to be... Uh, Mike Evans has an awful season. Chris Godwin does nothing. Baker Mayfield sucks kind of thing. Like... I think they're going to let Baker at least air it out a little bit and see what happens. You know, I had, by the way, when we, we talk about the wins, like it's give or take, like a win or two here. Like it's not an exact thing for me, at least when I give the record. But like I had them at six wins. It would not shock me if they won seven games. Mm-hmm. Like I hate the coach. I hate Todd Bowles. Yeah. But I agree with you. Like the weapons are still kind of there. The offensive line was terrible oh, last really year. Bad. It's going to be bad again. Jensen's out. But. Like, I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if they, you know, snuck a couple of wins on some people. I got six, maybe okay. seven wins for them. Um, okay. I'm not going to argue with you about a six-win versus four-win season. Yeah. That's all right. Okay. The NFC West. Can I start here? you mind if I start? Go right ahead. Okay. The San Francisco 49ers, if you look at their history, and I was listening to a podcast today actually about it, and it's so true. They never repeat success the way, like, other teams do. So, like, they'll have a really good year. Like, they'll be the one or two seed. And the next season, there's a big drop-off. They might make the playoffs still, but there's a significant drop-off. They go under their win total. They don't win the division. And we're coming off of a season that was very interesting for them. They got a lot of noise coming out of that quarterback room. It's going to be very awkward. They don't – and you know how high I was on them about two weeks ago. Yeah. Off completely off of the San Francisco uh-huh. 49ers. I got the Seahawks winning the division ten and seven. I also have the Niners at ten and seven, just losing the division. Um, the Rams at six and eleven, and the Cardinals at three and fourteen. Okay, um, Seattle Seahawks are winning this division. Yeah, I Seahawks. Agree. No, you don't. Yeah, I just ha- I just I said that. The Niners. Oh, then I mix it up. I have the Seahawks oh, in the division. Okay, because I'm looking at your computer. Yeah, no, like, it's it's a little jumbled up. Yeah. All right. Seah- Seahawks won the division. Seahawks eleven and six. Niners ten and seven. Rams five and twelve. Cardinals winning the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, which we talked about and uh, posted a TikTok about it. Two and fifteen. He, by the way, he should deny playing there. He should not. Oh yeah. He oh, should, he should pull an Eli. Yeah, he should have. He's. 
He's ridiculous. Make another ten million dollars in college. He's next year. actually ridiculous. Why not? Make yeah, another ten million yeah. dollars in no, college. I next agree. Year. Um, Even though they probably have the number one pick the year after. Exactly. Too. So, you talked about San Fran. So I'll talk about Seattle. Geno Smith, believer, right here, and yep. you know we've seen quarterbacks come and go and have some decent years, but have we ever really seen something like Geno? Where I guess Nick Foles is the closest thing I could compare it to, possibly, but where still, a guy spends his career as a backup and then all of a sudden, you know, 10 years into his career has a great season. Like, but it I, wasn't even like a great, like, Foles was just good a completely, run. yeah, good run. Right. Different situation. So, to me, like, when I talked about Russ and I talked about the whole Seahawks and Broncos situations, I'm a believer in this whole Seattle quarterback situation. And... You look at Geno, and you say, okay, he threw 30 touchdowns last year. He, It wasn't just some, like, throw some check downs and guys take it to the house. Like, he threw some beautiful balls. Two yeah. balls he threw last year were some of the best throws I've seen made by a quarterback the whole season last year. Just absolutely beautiful throws. The weapons are there. The weapons are really there. Yeah. I mean, Metcalf, Lockett's a guy who's always been overlooked his whole career. He's like Mr. Consistent. He just always seems to end up with a thousand something yards. And he's a big time deep threat. And Smith and Jigba is a guy who to get him at sixteen or seventeen where they got him, that's a big deal. I mean, that yeah. is a very, very nice steal for the Seahawks. So I'm a believer in the offense, and I think that the defense is going to be good enough where they win this division the the problem i have and the reason why i'm not higher on them to go on a real run to the super bowl is because i don't think they have enough on their front seven like i wish they would have drafted a guy like jalen carter right and listen they, they draft weatherspoon and we, we really talked about the west last week their back end of that defense can be very good yes but again i would have liked to see them have a better front seven Still really like this team. You mentioned the weapons. Like, everything's there from the offensive line's not great, but with the weapons they have and the system that he's in, I think it'll be enough again for a second season. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think his numbers might be, you know, a little bit worse. Yep. And that's not nothing crazy, but, yeah, like, I believe in Geno Smith. I believe that he can win this division. And, again, I do have them winning the division. I mix it up. I have them at ten, both teams, 10 and 7. I have the Seahawks winning it out, though, with tiebreakers. I Believer think, in Seattle. I think that, you know, the the 49ers have proven this wrong in the past, but I'm going to take the bet of the best quarterback in the division wins the division. You know what I mean? Yes. So, sure, maybe a fully healthy Matt Stafford is better than Geno Smith, but the Rams are just a dumpster fire in terms of the rest of the roster also, besides Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. And again, with, with the 49ers, like we talk about injury luck, they've had a lot of guys banged up, yeah. and they're on the older side. Yep. And you mentioned the offensive line. I did a deep dive on that offensive line. The interior guard oh, position for a team that's going to be relying on running the ball, and I'm sure they'll be able to run the ball just fine. But for a team relying on running the ball to have that many question marks on your offensive line, that's concerning to me. Really bad. So... I still think they'll be good. I still think they'll make the playoffs. Purdy's a big question mark. Do we see Darnold at some point? Yeah. Who the hell knows? But it's, yeah, not feeling the uh, Niners as much as I was a few just a few weeks ago. Yep. And, I mean, we talked, we touched on the Rams, the Cardinals. Oh, tanking. Please. But, like, so obviously tanking. Yeah. And I don't know what the NFL is going to do about it because I know they obviously are not supportive of tanking, but – how obvious is it that, oh, Colt McCoy, you were going to star for us? Yeah, we just cut you. You're good. Oh, Isaiah Simmons, we don't really want to pay it. Giants, here's a seventh. Just give us a seventh-round pick. Just here you go. 
It's crazy. Uh, you know, and again, I just DeAndre Hopkins, it. We'll, we'll cut you. Yeah, whatever. Just don't go there, Caleb. Like, why would you yeah. want that situation? Why? You know, a defensive they're, they're head coach. They're not, they're not going to do it. What? They're going to want to just roll with Kyler. They're the freaking Cardinals. Listen, I'm a Jets fan. I'm not going to sit here and start bashing organizations. We've had some pretty bad history. No, but, you can bash the Cardinals. But the Cardinals are, you know, they really make a strong case for the worst organization in football. Maybe even sports right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's nah, insane. the Oakland A's would like to have a word, but. You know what? The Oakland A's admit that they're bad, and they literally <laughs> tried to be bad. Yeah. You know, like there's a difference. A little bit of a difference. Like they're literally, they tried to do this, and they're succeeding at it. Right. <laughs> Give them credit. So they are succeeding. Right. Like last year, Cardinals tried to win. Right. And they were that bad. Right. Anyway. All right. Um, you want to read off the seeds pretty quickly before we go to the yeah. playoffs? So. Starting in the AFC, my number one seed, the Baltimore Ravens. Then, two seed, Kansas City Chiefs. Three seed, New York Jets. Four seed, Jacksonville Jaguars. My three wild card teams. First wild card, Cincinnati Bengals. Second wild card, Buffalo Bills. Third wild card, Los Angeles Chargers. All righty. AFC, I got the Kansas City Chiefs, the one. The Ravens as the two. The Dolphins as the three. The Jaguars as the four. The wild card teams are the Cincinnati Bengals with five. The Jets as the six seed. And the Steelers coming in at the, as the seventh seed. So the Bills are missing the playoffs. Bills missed the playoffs. Wow. You guys, you heard it here first. This, that's a it's scorching a hot take. It's a bold take. Wow. And I feel, you know, I feel good about it. I love right. Josh Allen. I love the Bills. But I just, I'm just i not a believer this year. All right. Uh, NFC. So number one seed. Again, the Philadelphia Eagles. Two seed. Seattle Seahawks, three seed, Detroit Lions, four seed, Atlanta Falcons. Then my three wild cards. Number one wild card, Dallas Cowboys. Number two wild card, Green Bay Packers. And number three wild card, the San Francisco 49ers. And my one seed, uh, my NFC seeds, the one seed is the Cowboys. The two is the Seahawks. The three is the Packers. The four is the Saints. The five seed in the first wild card is the Eagles. The sixth seed is the Niners. And the seventh seed, the Detroit Lions. All right. Very excited. All right. So, um, yeah. Were you, what were you most surprised with? That's the one question I want to ask. Like When you like went through the schedules and was like, before we ended a little bit here, what do you think um, you were most surprised so, with? The thing that I love about this whole schedule predictor thing is I go into it thinking, all right, you know, I, I'm going to have this team win that division. Yeah. I went into it saying Cowboys are going to win the East. And I was going through it, and I know that the Eagles don't have any, any like, it's not a cheesecake schedule. There's no layup. Right. But the way I had it working out is, you know, I, I'm, I split it between the teams. as you home away. I right. gave one team a win each. And it just ended up where I was like, hmm, the Eagles are, the, are, the, are winning this division. I was like, let me go back. Let me see if I could give the Cowboys another win or give the Eagles another loss. And I was looking through it, and I was like, no. I'm not just going to play around with it for no reason. Like, this is how I think it's going to go, and that's how it's going to go. I played around a little bit. I had some agendas. You played around a little bit. I I had some agendas I wanted to fill, but the one thing that surprised me, and it just goes back to the division we talked about, the NFC West. I went through it, like, a second time, like, redoing it, just like I want to, like, check my work. And, again, I had the Niners losing, like, seven seven games, and I was like – I'll tell you off the top of my head, I remember I had the Niners losing that game to Cincinnati. Yes. Um, I have them losing week one. They're going to lose week one to the Steelers. Yeah, I have them losing that game as well. That, I, that's the three-star, by the yeah. way. <laughs> that's the three-star. <laughs> I tell you right now. Love that game. 
in Pittsburgh. All right, JM, it's that time. We'll skip right to the conference championship games. We'll give the final four, the Super Bowl matchup, and then the Super Bowl champion. So start with you. What is your final four uh, teams here? Final four, I have the Baltimore Ravens and my New York Jets Okay. in the final four on the AFC side. And on the NFC side, I have the Philadelphia Eagles returning. You know, I gave them the one seed. I got them winning that home game in the divisional round. And I got the Seahawks getting to the final four. Very nice. Yep. All right, I got the Ravens and the Chiefs in the final uh, the final two in the AFC. And in the and on the NFC side, I have the Dallas Cowboys and your Seattle Seahawks there. <laughs> My Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It's gonna get it's gonna get a little weird right now. All right. Yeah, very weird. Listen. First of all, it's hard to predict the Super Bowl every single year. For some reason, it feels even harder this year. But I'm I'm, I'm making some noise, and I'm, I'm 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 I looked into my crystal ball, and I said, all right. Show me the Super Bowl in, where is it, Las Vegas this year? Vegas. Vegas, 2024. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I will be there because my New York Jets wow. will be playing in the Super Bowl. And now listen, I know everybody out there is, you know, oh, Jet the Jet fan going on about it. All I'm saying is this has happened before. I'm going to keep talking about Matt Stafford and the Rams. I'm going to keep talking about Tom Brady and the yes. Buccaneers. I am even as bold to be saying that I think that this is the best situation that any of those three quarterbacks has walked into. Yeah. It's the best defense that any of those teams have had. It's probably the best number one wide receiver that any team has ever had. Now, Cooper Cup is better than Garrett Wilson, but we didn't know. We were not as high on Cooper Cup as we were on Garrett Wilson going into that season. You can't tell me that. No. So who knows what the ceiling is for Garrett Wilson. Do I think he's going to win the freaking triple crown? No, but I think the sky's the limit for the guy. Anyways. Coming out of the NFC, it's not the Eagles. It's another bird. It's the Seattle Seahawks. You have Geno Smith going up against his former team in the New York Jets. Jets Seahawks is the Super Bowl in 2024. That would be something. Geno Smith gets the Super Bowl, right. plays the Jets, who has Aaron Rodgers. I would love to see that. All right, my uh, Super Bowl here, it will be the Ravens who beat the Chiefs and the Dallas, pains me to say it, the Dallas Cowboys beating the Seahawks and getting to the Super Bowl. And I've got... That's an exciting Super Bowl. And I've got the Baltimore Ravens winning the Super Bowl. Now, yeah. I just want to say this. You know, you talk about Dallas. I talked about it before. Their defense, I think a top five defense this upcoming season if it's going to be any year in the NFC, because again, we talk about the NFC being wide open. There's right. about three to four teams that I could possibly see, you know, even having a chance in the NFC just getting to the Super Bowl. Right. We mentioned them. We talked about them. Seattle, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas is one of them. If it's going to be any year for Dallas, I think it's going to be this year. Right. And I think it's just setting up perfectly for Dallas and two very scrutinized quarterbacks in yeah. the media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Jackson, 100%. Dak Prescott. And I get into arguments all the time, even this past week with friends about Dak Prescott. Prescott's good enough. Yeah, like, he you is. give him the he right is. situation, which this is – Right, yep. this is probably his best situation he's been in since being in the NFL. You give him the right situation, he's capable of getting your team to the Super Bowl. I think the picks last season were an anomaly. That's not going to happen again. Believer in Dallas, and you know we talked about Baltimore at length before. Yeah, I think this is Baltimore's year. Yeah, he's in a great situation, Dak. I agree, and you know I love the Ravens. I have them as the number one seed in the NFL. Yeah, in the uh, AFC, 
listen, if I put the Jets in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to pick them to lose the Super Bowl. Right. I have the Jets winning the Super Bowl. Um, well, also, like, I, I don't – you might never see me again if the Jets win the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know what would happen to me. No, I know. A lot of Jet um, fans have been saying that to me, But, too. yeah. And, listen, just to go back to the Seahawks, I – I see the path with this team. I see the mix of old talent and young talent. I really do think, like you said about Dak, I think Geno is that type of quarterback too where he's enough. I think that if Geno Smith is the quarterback that we saw last year, he is plenty enough. Geno Smith played, what, top six, top seven NFL quarterback play last year? If he does the same thing or if he even does a little bit less, if he's a top 10 quarterback, top 12 quarterback, I think that, I don't have him playing at that level because they wouldn't make the Super Bowl if he's playing top 12. They make yeah. the playoffs. I think he's going to be like the seventh best quarterback in the NFL this year, Gene. I really think he's going to have a great season. Because the Rams won a Super Bowl with Stafford. I'm not bashing Stafford, but that's where Stafford's ranked, basically. Bottom of the top 10 when he's at his right. best. Right. You know, the, the Bucks and Brady. Brady had a great year that year. Brady was like four, 43. How yep. old was he? Yep. Very old. Yep. So. You know, you don't need the Mahomes every year right. and the Hurts and, right. you know, the Burroughs. You don't yep. need those guys every season to mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl. If you roster there with is Nick good. Foles. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, those are our Super Bowls. Ravens, Cowboys, and Jets, Seahawks. I got the Ravens. You got the Jets. Let's move on here to our awards before we wrap up the prediction show. Uh, you want to start MVP in the National Football League. Yeah, sure. Um, Last-minute decision. Extremely last-minute oh, decision. Was going back and forth. Did I guess it right before? No, it's when not I Herbert. Herbert. I, Herbert's the one I took it off. Wow, okay. Big brain. It's probably, yeah, it's the same one as yours. I'm going Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It's. I have him as a number one seed. I love, we could talk nonstop about Todd Monk and the way that this offense is going to be, and they are going to let Lamar play football. They are going to let Lamar air it out. They're going to let him run all over the place. He's going to put up the numbers and listen it doesn't take a lot for Lamar to put up MVP numbers because when you have an 1100 a thousand yard whatever many yards he's going to have on the ground when you have that as your base level you don't need to throw for 5,000 yards he could have a 3,600 yard season throw for 28 to 30 touchdowns he doesn't even need 35 if he's at 10 rushing touchdowns on the ground I don't know if how he'd he'd have rushing touchdowns through the air right he has 10 rushing touchdowns And he has 30 passing touchdowns. That could be an MVP season for him. Yeah. You know, you just you hit everything right there yeah. with Lamar. I love Lamar. Um, the the leg should be like a weapon. You know, like his main – and I think with Munkin, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. And the leg is just going to be like an added thing here, yeah. I think, for this season. All right. Offensive player of the year. I kind of teased it before. I got Calvin Ridley winning the wow, offensive player of the fantastic. year. I love it. I'm trying to, it. you know, trying to be a little different here, you yep. know, because the rest of them are a little chalky. Listen, I think this offense, we mentioned it before, that passing game is going to be elite mm-hmm. with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence taking another step forward, putting himself into that class of Herbert and Burrow and those young guys. I truly believe. Lawrence will do that, and Ridley is going to be the leading force in that room. Look what he did for Christian Kirk last year. Christian Kirk had a fantastic year, and I think he's going to have another really good year. And Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, he got Evan Ingram paid. So I think Calvin Ridley coming off the suspension, he's one. I mean, we would consider him one of the best route runners in the sport. Oh, 100%. And very explosive. I mean, very tough after the catch as well. Love Ridley there. 
Uh, my offensive player of the year, uh, I got Jamar Chase. I think he is. I talked about it when we did our top ten receiver rankings. I, I, I think I had him six. I had a little him a little low for where some other people would like me to have him. But I said, I said, listen, he had a great rookie season last year. Had a couple injuries. If he's out there for eighteen games this year, he is going to go crazy. I think that this guy could easily put up 15, 1,600 yards and have a twelve touchdown season. Even better than that. Who knows what's going to happen with him? So. I'm big on Jamar Chase this year. I'm, I'm still big on the um, AFC North. I'm big on the the Bengals. I, if you're going to see, I'm going to have a lot of AFC North yeah. in these predictions. Um, I think that Jamar Chase, the sky is the absolute limit for this guy. I think making my number one pick really difficult yeah, now. <laughs> yep. Maybe my number one pick. Wow. Yo. Just Me and Merlo and Fantasy. Uh, draft order negotiations, possibly. Kinda. I feel like he's kind of yeah. cooling off on me. Yeah. Here, but anyways, you know, it was a chat we'll see defensive player of the year you want to go yeah i hinted at it i said a lot of afc north this is miles garrett's gonna get it this year yeah. he if there's gonna be a guy who's gonna break the sack record tj watt came so close miles garrett can do it like he is a freaking nut job on the field he's gigantic he's unblockable scary and a guy who when you look at the number one overall pick and you say all right if you're gonna go defense you better hit here Miles Garrett is a guy who hit. Right, he's been that sure. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually considered him. I also considered TJ Watt, but I'm going Parsons. I'm going to fit that. You know, Cowboy is going to have that fantastic yep. season uh, mold here. Um, Parsons is a guy that could break the record, too. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just so dynamic, one of the best defensive players I've ever seen. I mean, if there's going to be anybody, it's disrespectful to compare anybody to Lawrence right. Taylor, but if you were ever going to do it, it might be this guy. Right. Like, he's not Lawrence Taylor, but he definitely plays like him. He could play multiple positions. Like it's, He's kind of what the Cardinals hoped Isaiah Simmons was going to be. Yeah. Maybe not safety, but he could play a lot. Parsons is um, is a special player, and I got him. All right, offensive rookie of the year. We're both going to go Bijan here, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's it's obvious. He's just going to get the ball a ton. You know, I wanted to do Zay Flowers to go along with the Lamar MVP I, I pick. I forgot about I, I wanted to talk about Jameer Gibbs, and I think – I think that Herbert's going to have a great year. I, like I said, he was like my other MVP pick. So Quentin Johnson could be a guy that yep. goes up there. But Bijan Robinson is going to be like a Saquon Barkley rookie season type of guy. I mentioned uh, Addison, too. I really like Jordan Addison. Yeah. I'm Minnesota. But, yeah, it's going to be A lot of talented here. rookies on offense this year. I think there's going to be a really good class in terms of weapons. Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Will Anderson would have been, and that's the pick, would have been the first overall pick. Uh, two years ago in the Hutchinson sauce yeah. um, draft. He would have been the first overall yeah. pick. And last season in college with Alabama, he was the main focus for offensive coordinators and head coaches. Yeah. Like They had to put two guys on him at once, and his stats dropped. He wasn't as productive as he was in his sophomore year of college. Right. He still gets picked with the third overall pick with the Texans. He's a gold jacket player. Yeah. I will put my reputation on the fact – that Will Anderson is a Hall of Fame player, okay? Yep. Love Will Anderson. He's the defensive yeah, rookie he's, of the year. He's scary, and you're right. He would have been the number one pick, no doubt. Uh, my defensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. How the hell did they get this guy? I'm sure you're very upset about it. Oh, Jalen Carter. I mean, the guy is just freaking gigantic, and he is going to be an absolute menace for that defense. I think he's going to step in right away and be a big, big impact player for them. And – we're seeing in today's NFL, it seems like defensive tackles are getting more and more respect year after year now where 
we're you know we still love our edge rushers we love guys coming off off the edge against the tackles but having a guy who could disrupt the interior of that line is huge nowadays yeah he's scary he's a fantastic player the fact that he fell there is an absolute joke <laughs> um you know we can how many names can we go through yeah bears for trading uh down with them yeah falcons for taking the most irrelevant position in the league uh the seahawks could have had him they took a yeah. Yeah, the Seahawks pick was a bit sketchy. I mean, please. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, we're in the books there. Put it in the books, as Another Howie one. Rose likes to say. Yep. And if I click that right there, oh, put it in the books. that's crazy. All right. There we go. That'll do it for third the third uh, one. Number three. Can you believe that? Or it's the third NFL prediction me? show that we've done. No way. Yep. Think about it. We started the podcast in 2021 in March. So we did it. August 2021, August 2022, wow, the and this is August one. 2023. So that was our third baseball one? Yeah. Our first ever episode was an MLB prediction show. That's crazy. Well, and we were talking about the Niners trading up for Trey Lance, and now this episode's about a little bit about the Niners trading Trey Lance. Well, how about uh, how, full circle time, moment. how time has fly, mm-hmm. flies, and yes, a full circle moment. Good stuff. A Next week, fun. can't wait for the, the betting the betting segments football's back we'll have the betting segments everything check out our social media like and subscribe our youtube page you know rate us on the podcast if you're listening on apple or spotify give us some love here working hard and uh we appreciate all the support